Aspirus, passion for excellence, compassion for people. It's time for Aspirus Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. After childbearing, many women are dissatisfied with the appearance of their body. Pregnancy and breastfeeding can have a negative impact on the breasts and abdomen and the way a woman feels about herself. My guest today is Dr. Jennifer Cameron. She's a plastic and reconstructive surgeon with Aspirus Plastic Surgery. Welcome to the show, Dr. Cameron. So what happens to women as they age and specifically after that they've had children? Hi, uh, thanks for having me. Um, I think that I can speak um, both personally and professionally on this as I am a woman plastic surgeon and also a mother, but um, there are a variety of changes that I think happen to women's body, some of which are associated with having a child or, you know, um, child rearing. But also I think a lot of them are just, you know, from, um, from time. And so, you know, starting from the top, basically one of the things that we always talk about is um, facial rejuvenation. I think that many sleepless nights spent with, um, you know, breastfeeding your child or, you know, being up all night or, you know, basically just a bunch of sleepless nights in a row can lead to some bags under your eyes. So I think one of the, the first procedures that we talk about with a mommy makeover is a blepharoplasty, which is where we can kind of help tighten up some of the excess skin around the eyelids and, and rejuvenate some of the bags. Going down to our breasts, um, I think that a lot of times with the weight gain and hopefully subsequent weight loss associated with um, being pregnant, women's breasts tend to lose some of their projection um, and become a little bit deflated. And then also the nipple position tends to move a little bit south. Breastfeeding, um, obviously, exacerbates this problem. And so um, so I think after having children, women's breasts are a little bit different looking than maybe when they were like 15 or 18 years old. Um, with our abdomens and, you know, the accommodating uh, the large fetus, obviously our muscles and our fascia of our abdomen can stretch. This can cause, you know, exterior changes such as stretch marks and rippling and, and redundant skin, but it can also cause internal changes such as um, rectus diastasis, which is basically where your rectus muscles, the two um, muscles that give you a six-pack in the anterior portion of your abdomen, um, those can spread apart and, and have some laxity there. And then, um, you know, going continuing down south, um, one of the fastest-growing procedures that we see in the uh, world of plastic surgery right now is labiaplasty. I think that a lot of times after having a vaginal delivery or just, again, with the associated, you know, weight loss and weight gain of, of pregnancy, um, it can help, you know, some women have some stretching and some loosening and some droopiness in their vaginal area that they want to tighten up some of that excess skin. And then in your lower extremities, obviously, we have lovely spider veins and varicose veins and, um, some changes down there as well that that we can target as plastic surgeons. Boy, we sure women have it easy, don't we? <laughs> really. Exactly. All of these things. So when a woman comes to you and, and tells you some of these feelings that she's having or whether it's because of self-esteem or if it's truly because something is is really changed, what do you tell them about undergoing some of these procedures and what she should look to and what questions that she should ask you? Well, I think that that is a really important um, point that you, you brought up sort of in the stem of the question is, is you have to look at the woman's motivation for this procedure. You know, obviously, 
some people are doing it for reasons that aren't, you know, healthy. It's it's not going to, you know, I was reading some articles about mommy makeovers online and, you know, it's it's not going to change the way your spouse or your partner feels about you. You know, you shouldn't do any sort of surgical procedure for someone else. You know, the reasons should always be altruistic and to, to better yourself. So that's one thing that people should really look at. What are your reasons for having this procedure done? The second thing that I always talk about with women, especially women who have had children and who are coming in for a quote-unquote mommy makeover, is are you done having children or are you planning on on more children in the future? Because, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's a deal breaker if you're planning on having more children. I just think if you want to have the most long-lasting and optimal results, you don't want to go through the same process, which maybe, you know, led you down this road again. Um, And then I also want to make sure that, you know, do you have support? You know, is there someone who's going to be there to help watch your kids if you, you know, for the recovery process? Um, Did you just start a new job and maybe you don't have that much time to recover? Um, You know, anytime you're considering a a surgical procedure, whether it's cosmetic or, um, you know, for other reasons, you always have to set yourself up, you know, for success. And so it's a huge investment, I always say, physically, financially, and emotionally. And so you want to make sure that you have the emotional support. And then you also, you know, can take the time off from your job or from, you know, your job as a mother um, to give yourself permission to rest and to really heal. When you mentioned all the different procedures that are involved, Dr. Cameron, if you had to tell a woman the first one, and she mentioned a bunch of things, and you're talking about those emotional issues and why they're doing this particular type of procedure or why they want it, what would you tell them as far as all those different ones that you think, as the physician, you would start with? Well, and and that's what, you know, I think that's why the preoperative consultation is so important. You know, it's really an exchange back and forth. And so it's the same thing when someone comes to me and they want to talk to me about facial rejuvenation. We literally you know, stand in front of a mirror and I say, tell me what about your physical appearance makes you feel uncomfortable or what is it that your your eyes are immediately drawn to? And it's the same thing with the mommy makeover because everyone's body changes differently and everyone has, you know, and everyone recovers differently from, you know, pregnancy. And also everyone has different areas um, that, you know, are their problem areas. And so you can't do all of the different procedures that I listed in the beginning in one session, you know, it's, it's just not safe to undergo that much anesthesia. It's not, you know, you're probably not going to really appreciate all the changes. It's just, it's just a lot, you know, to do everything at once. So I always say, what are the things that are bothering you? You know, is it your, is it your breast? Is your, you know, I think when people think of a mommy makeover, I think they think breast, abdomen, labiaplasty, and then probably some liposuction, you know? So I, I say, what, what is going to make the biggest change for you emotionally? And then, you know, we kind of start there. And also, you know, you have to look at, like I said, do you have support? You know, it takes a little bit longer time to recover from like an abdominoplasty or a tummy tuck than it would from maybe some lower extremity vein work or a little bit of facial filler or, you know, a blepharoplasty. So we just have to really look at, you know, each person individually. What do you tell them about the cost when they ask you about insurance and if anything is covered and, and how they can pay for this? Well, that's the, that's the million-dollar question. Um, so 
most, I mean, pretty much all of the things that we talked about today are not covered by insurance. So um, that, again, is is definitely part of the negotiation and part of the the conversation and and why the preoperative appointment is so important is to, you know, come in and speak with someone who is a, a trained surgeon and then who can give you the realistic costs. You know, we do things, um, I mean, there's there's different options for payment. And I honestly, just for ethical reasons, I try and stay out of the, the payment and the insurance process. You know, I give my clinical and medical decision and, you know, recommendations. And then I let, um, you know, some of the other people who I work with in my office, you know, make all those kind of decisions about pricing. And they, those are the people who negotiate with the surgery center and with anesthesia costs and, and everything like that. Um, just because I think that it's, um, it's just, it's sort of a conflict of interest if I'm doing kind of everything. And I think that you can, you know, it's, it's just a, a, a fine line to walk. Um, but it is, a lot of the stuff that we do is a significant financial cost. And, uh, you know, I think most people are, are aware for ballparks and then it, you just have to actually come in and get a consultation to know the, um, the actual prices of things. And you mentioned that one of the questions you might ask a woman, is she planning to have more babies? How does that affect some of these procedures? Like she's not going to have a labiaplasty if she is planning to have another vaginal birth or the abdominal tummy tuck, as it were. Are any right. of these things kind of limiting if she is planning to have more babies? It's, it's you know, it's kind of like I said before, I, I don't think it's a deal breaker, but I just don't think you're going to get the lasting and, um, you know, the, the, the results that you really want. You know, especially, you know, when women are thinking about having, you know, like a breast procedure, you have to think, are you still breastfeeding? You know, this could obviously lead to complications as far as infection or, you know, or are you planning on breastfeeding in the future? Because that might be affected by the type of breast procedures that we do. For a tummy tuck, especially if we're going to do some rectus plication, which is where we actually sew the rectus muscles kind of back together, um, then having another child and stretching that isn't going to injure anything. It just might not return to, you know, as tight of a a tummy as, <laughs> you you know, as one would want if you, you know, had all that time, you know, spent all that money and had all that recovery. And then, you know, you get pregnant right away, you might not have the same results. And then the labiaplasty, I think the labiaplasty is, is fine. You know, it probably won't be a huge difference, but, you know, it's, it's just the same thing. You know, if, if, getting pregnant is what maybe caused some of these changes and then getting pregnant again after the labiaplasty, you might have, you know, recurrence of some of your, your previous symptoms. So wrap it up for us. Give us your best advice about the questions that you would like a woman to ask when she's considering some of these procedures and a mommy makeover and how it can affect her quality of life, her self-esteem, her emotional well-being as a mom and you and I both know, Dr. Cameron, that these are tough times and we can get stressed out. And sometimes we just need to do a little something for ourselves. So you tell the women out there what you want them to know about this. Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I think the first thing is, is if you're thinking about any of these procedures, is to really do your homework. I would say make sure that you're going to um, a properly trained, certified surgeon 
and not someone who, you know, perhaps dabbles in this because their price might be a little bit better. Make sure that you're going to be doing all of these procedures in an accredited operating suite and not, you know, in someone's office where they might not have all the same safety equipment. So I think the first thing is, is safety above all. Um, the second thing is is to really evaluate while, why you're doing the procedure. Make sure that this is something that you're doing for yourself. You don't have any external influences. You're not doing it for ulterior motives. Because I do believe, like you said, I mean, we as women, as mothers, as, you know, I, I just think that we give so much of ourselves. And so I think it's really important to um, also to give back. And, you know, there's no amount of push-ups that you can do that will lift your breasts in place. There's no amount of sit-ups that you can do that will really correct, you know, skin redundancy on your abdomen. So, you know, I, I really look at plastic surgery as like a spectrum. And, you know, there's certain things that we do. We eat a certain way, we work out, we rest, we dress a certain way. And then plastic surgery is just an adjunct to really, you know, feeling and presenting ourselves in the best possible light. So make sure that your motives are um, are true and that, you know, you're not doing this to, you know, gain another's affection or something like that. And then um, second, I would make sure that you really set yourself up and give yourself time to recover. Like I said, it's a huge investment and you need to give yourself time to appropriately heal. Sometimes there are little, you know, hiccups in the healing process and you want to have um, someone who can help watch your children who can, you know, you should be able to take time off work without stressing that you're going to lose your job. Um, And then also, like we talked about, the financial aspect is is significant and make sure that you have the finances to, you know, to do this at the time that that you choose to do it, you know, because what's more stressful when you're recovering from surgery and you're, you know, trying to raise children than, you know, worrying about paying off a, a large debt. And now tell us about your team at Aspirus Plastic Surgery. So um, we, we have three plastic surgeons. We have myself, Jennifer Cameron, and then um, my two partners, James Kong and Stephen Fox. And we have an office out of Rib Mountain, and we operate at both Aspirus Wassa Hospital as well as out of the Wassa Surgery Center. And we are hoping to start doing some outreach at some other Aspirus clinics as well in the near future as we continue to expand our practice. Thank you, Dr. Cameron, so much for being with us today. It's such important and interesting information for women to hear. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to Aspirus.org. That's Aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.